Hi, good morning, church, and welcome to Communion Sunday. Can you believe that we've actually done this five times at home by ourselves? This is our fifth communion together at home, at ICC at home. Actually, it's our sixth if you want to include Easter. We did it twice um, for Easter. So I want to, so I've got a great privilege to be able to bring you uh, communion for August 2020. I know it's absolutely incredible that we're already in August. And we just know that the Holy Spirit is still at work and is moving in our place. So I'd love you to bow your head. I'm going to pray for this morning's service. So Father, we welcome you into our homes, into our place, into wherever we are right now, Holy Spirit, as we're ready to take communion this week. Lord God, we just want to invite you into our situations. Um, for you know everything that is happening upon people's lives. We want to give you all the glory and all the honor and everyone of ICC shout amen. Amen. So again, thank you for letting me bring communion into your home. But I want to just really point something out. Communion is not something we do as a religious service. Communion is who we are. Communion is what we do because of who we are in Christ. So the word communion actually means a coming together in a common agreement. A coming together in a common agreement. So when we take communion in church... We're saying that together as a family, as a people, we are coming together in a common agreement that maybe we're not worthy to do this, maybe that I'm not a perfect person, but I acknowledge what the cross has done for me. And that is what it is, a common agreement that we don't deserve to take communion, but because of what Jesus did at the cross, we can take communion. So I come into an agreement for what God has done in my life. But see, when I take communion this morning, church, I take communion to speak over my life. I take communion to speak directly to me. So the Bible says that when you take communion, do in remembrance of him. But I take communion for my life. I don't take communion just when I'm part of a church service. I take communion to speak authority into my life. Because you know what? The cross defines me. The resurrection cross brought power and authority into my work. See, because communion shuts the voice of the enemy. That is basically what communion does. It shuts the voice of the enemy, reminding him of what Jesus did on the cross. See, Satan has one assignment for us, church, one assignment. He doesn't have a great deal. He's got one assignment. And the Bible says in John, he said he wants to kill, steal and destroy us. That's it. He's got one purpose in his existence with us. But see, he doesn't want to kill everybody. He doesn't want to destroy everybody and he doesn't want to steal from everybody. He actually just wants to steal from those and destroy those that remind him of the resurrection cross. He wants to destroy those who remind him of Jesus. And this August in 2020, for as long as I live, I want to be a constant reminder of who Jesus is, what Jesus did and what he's going to do again. So Satan is going to fight you till he learns how to break you. And once he does that, because you are a constant reminder of Jesus and what he did for us. A constant reminder that not only was he defeated back then, but you and I getting up every Sunday, every Monday, every Tuesday, every day of our life and giving God all the glory reminds him that he again will be defeated. And daily we defeat him. So the cross and communion mutes him this morning. 
So when we take communion, we declare and remind him of his defeat. Can someone shout a mighty amen of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords resurrection power and the defeat that we are to the enemy's kingdom. See, at the beginning of 2020, who could believe what was going to happen? We had no concept of what was about to happen. And having no idea that churches across the globe were about to shut down, that there was nowhere in the world that any church door would ever be, would be open this year or this season. But do you know what I remember in our fast of January 2020? We pushed our church to go, let's go there, church. Let's do 30 days this year. And I know for me, first and foremost, I was grumbling and going, 30 days? I was like, 21 days is hard enough, but we just pushed ourselves. And I don't know if you remember, but we did it. I brought it out. I pulled it back out and we did this. We did 30 days of a year of supernatural expectations. And some people have actually asked me, says, do we, did we get it wrong? Because we were expecting supernatural expectations this year. We were, we, were, we were fasting for the decade that was coming. We were fasting for this year, for the next year. But we didn't know what was coming. But God had put upon our hearts, it's a new beginning. And in the season of new beginnings, he said to us, I want you to begin to have an expectation for the supernatural. So it really makes not a great light of sense when we're going through a pandemic and everything seems to be closing down. But do you know what? If you remember your fasting, that we began to teach the church how to take communion at home. So we did a couple of days of talking about our emotions and we talked about renewing our minds and then we took communion at home. And when we started to do other things and we began to speak life into our 2020 and we began to speak life into our decade, then we took communion. We sealed what we had beginning to believe God for. So actually in 2020, at January of 2020, God started to prepare us as a church how to do communion in our homes, in our situations, in our lives, not with each other in the building, understanding that we were going to do this, not knowing that we were actually going to learn how to do it. So I love the fact that God had actually started to prepare us when we had no idea that the church was going to be closed down this year. And what he actually did is he shut the building, but he didn't shut us down. So the building did shut down, but he did not shut us down. And God prepared us and started to train us how to take communion by ourselves with our families, with our friends, and still operate in the power and the anointing of the communion authority. See, that's the thing. Has supernatural expectations changed? No. See, because I believe that I know from the testimonies that are coming into our house that when the majority of the world are losing their jobs, as far as I know, most ICC people have got employment and greater employment. I know people that have been promoted through this. I know that people have increased in work. When everybody else is going down and working out how to get to their local, uh, uh, work out how the government's going to support them, the house of God is actually thriving in it. That's supernatural because the world tells us that we're supposed to set into a recession. The world tells us that we're about to go down and we're going to go down hard. But the Bible tells me that I can expect supernatural expectation that God will begin to provide when the world can no longer do anything of that. So when we take communion, we silence the enemy. We silence his voice. We silence his lies over our lives. And with the building closed, we are still walking in our authority and we are taking communion because it's not what we do 
It's who we are, as I said at the beginning of the service. It does not say that hardship and challenges do not exist. It says that hardships and challenges have, but they don't have the final say over me. It shuts cancer down. It shuts divorce down. It shuts depression down. It shuts down the voice of suicide. It silences the enemy. That's what communion does. It's not what we do. It's who we are. It demands a spirit of isolation and loneliness and neglect and rejection and self-pity. It tells and it demands abandonment to leave us in the name of Jesus Christ. By his blood, I can speak these promises. It tells shame and embarrassment, guilt and reject. You are muted by the blood of Jesus. It says to the coronavirus, I see you and I hear you. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, even if the church building doors are shut. Because church is not the building. Church is not this building. We are the church. Let me take you to Matthew chapter 16, verse 15, where Jesus actually taught this to his disciples. The disciples were having a bit of a discussion about what people were starting to, well, let's call it gossip. What they, who they actually started to hear who Jesus was. And people were saying, oh, he must be this, he must be that, he must be Elijah. He's... They were coming up with their own theory. So Jesus was like, I get what everybody else is saying, but you guys that have been with me, what do you say? So in Matthew chapter 16, verse 15, he said to them, but who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him and said this, Blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven has. And I say to you that you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Church, Jesus is teaching them something. The church will never be about a building. It's always about who you are. He's saying, Peter, it's about you, the revelation that you got from your relationship with your heavenly father. Jesus was saying, my church doesn't come within the four walls of a building. It comes with the testimony that you will walk out with the stories of your supernatural encounters with God. Jesus said it's not because of what people told you or because you heard a great preacher say it or you heard a great evangelist say it from a podcast. He said you've got a relationship with him and you know personally of what it is. And because you have that relationship with your father, he's told you, Peter, my church is in you. You are the church. You are blessed, you are prosperous, you are healed and you are strong. Church, that is what we do. We don't come to church because it's an attendance thing or it's a good thing to do. We come because we have a relationship with our Heavenly Father and we know that no matter what is happening, He's always in control. And this communion service reminds us that Jesus has a plan for us. He came and He gave it His all so that we would have victory in our life. So let me tell you, enemy, Satan, that while the church building doors are actually closed, I speak that in the midst of coronavirus 2020, 
I speak over the people of ICC, wherever you are, those that have been in this building before and never been before, but you've come in and you know that ICC is your home. I want to speak and I will declare in the middle of a pandemic of coronavirus, I will speak into the lives of ICC that we will see miraculous healing and health, that we will have indescribable wisdoms, that we will see thriving relationships, that we will see outrageous generosity. Say amen with everything you want to hear, that we will have financial freedom, that we will conquer fear, anxiety and depression, that we will have as ICC people unspeakable joy and unshakable hope, that we will see our dreams revived and that we will see supernatural encounters and supernatural opportunities come all in the middle of a church lockdown. So thank you enemy because you cut, you closed the church building, but you did not close the church. Because the church doesn't define us, the cross defines us. See, a few years ago in our local uh, area here in in Newcastle, uh, as many of you know that we run an Ush Centre out of our same venues here at Waratah West in Newcastle. And a few years ago, an eight-year-old boy committed suicide in our local school. And the tragic hardship of just processing that, that someone... Uh, in our local community. And for those who don't know that the Hana Valley, the Hana region actually has a high suicide rate in comparison to the whole of Australia. So we are in desperate need for us to know this God who speaks life into us. But a few years ago, I had the opportunity where a local boy did commit suicide. I didn't have the privilege to know him. But I remember thinking so broken when the news came out that it was someone that was part of a school that we partner with in our community. During this time, they were grappling with the shock of their their classmate, their friends, uh, having to deal with suicide at the age of eight. Entire kids were having to be brought in to understand what had happened to this young boy. And some people had heard about the, the extraordinary things that had happened to him. It was just awful. But, you know, later that day I heard and we got a phone call conversation from the principal of that school and they said, Morella, you've obviously heard the news that happened in our, in our area. And I said, yeah, we're praying for you. We were devastated. And this is not a Christian school by any means. But the principal came up to us and said, the children have actually come up to me and asked me, could you please come, come to the school? And I said, but... Aren't you getting counsellors and and everything? They said, yes, they did, but they've actually specifically asked for you. And one of the kids went up to the principal and said, you need to call Morella from Ush or the girls from Ush because they will know how to handle this. Now, they didn't know anything about me outside of Ush. They knew that I went to church. They knew I had a relationship with Christ. But in their minds, they didn't understand what was going on. So when they spoke to the principal and she said, could you come? We went and we consoled with some of the children and we spoke with them. See, what they didn't realise is that when they invited me into their school, I was able to bring church in their school and bring in what church represents. It's a place of healing. It's a place of restoration. It's a place where answers don't come necessarily all the time, but there is a peace beyond understanding. Let me tell you, even a couple of months later, maybe even possibly a year after that, another young boy that was part of our centre spoke to his mum about having really bad thoughts at night, which were in turn were suicidal thoughts. Because see, what happened is a spirit of suicide was then released into that school and many kids started to have 
breakdowns with suicide thoughts, not knowing how to articulate that. So the parent of this young boy said to me, you know what, could you go and find Morella and tell her about what's going on? So this young boy came up to me and he said, Morella, can we, and I have a thing where we do hot chocolate with some of the kids, and we said, can we have a hot chocolate? And when that, that's a code word for them to tell me that they need to have a chat, a private chat, there's something going on. And when, I, and when we did that, he started to say to me, I'm having really bad thoughts. And when we started to break down that thoughts, I realised that he'd been under the influence of that suicide spirit. But what he didn't know is that when he was coming to speak with me, he was having an encounter with church, which is a place of healing, which is a place of restoration. And I was able to meet with him over several weeks. See, he didn't actually come into the building but he came into a place where I was able to be a rock that he needed to walk through those mental health issues that he was beginning to face at the age of 10. See, because when you go to sit with your family, when you go to sit with your girlfriends, when you go to sit with your mates, when you go to sit with your neighbours, they are coming to church. They are having an encounter with you and they possibly could meet Jesus through you. So every time you have a time that you can actually be a person of influence, when people are saying, I'm going through something, they're actually inviting you to speak life into them. They don't know what they need, but they're coming to you because you are the church. They didn't ask to come to church. That school didn't ask to come to church. Our church wasn't full from that weekend of kids everywhere. But what I do know is they know about a God that loves them. And I know that when they're growing up, they're going to remember that situation and that time that they had. See, because Jesus said, I'm not building my church on a street location, boys. He said to Peter, I'm not building my church on a, on a GPS address. I'm building my church within you, within you. He said, Peter, the gates of hell will not prevail. He said, within you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound on, uh, will, whatever you bind on earth will be bound and whatever you loose on earth will be loose. See, the words bind means this. It means to forbid something. It means to ban something. So when Jesus said, Peter, you're the church and I want you to bind, he said, I want you to forbid. I want you to ban the things that are not happening, that are not part of what God wants for your life. And when he said, I want you to loose on earth and it will be loosed in heaven, he's saying loose, the word loose means to deprive it of its authority. Wow. So Jesus says, I want you to deprive it of its authority that it feels like it's taking from you. So when you take communion, you take authority. You have the authority to forbid sickness and say to sickness, I forbid you to keep attacking me. I destroy your grip under the anointing and the authority and under the anointing of the authority of the blood and the stripes of Jesus Christ. Rejection, I forbid you to keep attacking me. I destroy you with your grip and your authority under the anointing and the authority of Jesus. The Bible says that I have been chosen by him and he gave me life and I have been given a life through him. And I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Rejection, remove your authority from my life. That is what the power of communion is, coming into agreement with the promises of God. So when the enemy comes to present itself, 
into your life, maybe into your singleness, maybe into your marriage. Why don't you begin to forbid it from coming in and loose its authority and grip into your life and take communion and seal the promises of God and mute the enemy. So this morning before I came on, I started to pray for some things that I felt drop in the spirit. So I'm just about to wrap it up, but I want you to begin to find what it is that what you need to mute in this communion service. What do you need to mute and what do you need to silence? So I'm going to just pray some, I'm going to say some things out loud, but don't wait for me to bring it. You speak it out. If it's a thing that has got to be spoken. So I'm going to say today as ICC, we take communion. Say whatever you need. I speak to bankruptcy. I speak to barren wombs. I speak to leukemia. I speak to diabetes. I speak to brain tumors. I speak to cysts. I speak to suicides and strokes and mental health. I speak to migraines. I speak to backaches. And I tell you, you need to bow in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, you have been set free. I need to speak to the lies of the singleness and failed marriages and failed businesses. I need to speak to the lies of of abandonment and rejection and neglect and depression and anxiety and shame and disgrace, guilt, loneliness, embarrassment, abuse and broken dreams. ICC, we are free from all of these. Bow in the name of Jesus and declare, I am not defined by this situation or my circumstance. I am defined by his stripes. I am free and I am healed. Are you ready, church? Let's take communion. Not as a, not in the building, but still as a church. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, he said, for I pass on to you what I've received from the Lord himself. He had a relationship with Jesus. On the night that he was betrayed, because he was betrayed by his people, we have betrayed him by allowing what the enemy has spoken to have a voice in us. The Lord Jesus took the bread and gave thanks for it. And when he broke it into pieces and he said, this is my body, which I give to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take your broken pieces and say in the name of Jesus. It is no longer broken. And in the same way, he took the cup after, uh, he took the cup of wine after supper and he said, This is a new covenant between God and his people. And it says, As an agreement confirmed with his blood. And he said, Do this in remembrance of me. And as you drink it, for every time you eat and drink of this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. So church, let's take communion. And as you take communion, church, I want you to think, and see all those things that are overtaking to now start to shrivel up under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to start to see the dreams of the life that God has given you. Dreams and visions awakening in the name of Jesus. We thank you.
Church, I don't know where you're tuning in from this morning to watch our service online. And I don't know what your relationship with Jesus Christ is right now. Maybe you know about communion as being something that you did when you went at Christmas and Easter. And I'm hoping that today, after this morning's service, you got a glimpse of actually what the power of communion is and that you began to see that you have a calling upon your life, a destiny. And I want you to see that it's because of the relationship that Peter and the disciples had with Jesus that God was able to speak, you're my church and I want to give you my testimony for you to speak of your story and your life. But maybe you've never known Jesus the way I've spoken about him this morning. Maybe you've never heard of him this way. Maybe you've just, it's been something in the Bible that you've read. Maybe you haven't even thought about it. Maybe coronavirus has actually brought you to a place where you're actually questioning now. What does this world look like? Well, all I want you to know is that Jesus is with you right now, wherever you are in this earth, wherever you're watching from, he's watching you. He's with you right now. But he does want a relationship with you. He wants you to know him as your personal Lord and Saviour. And I don't know if you know him as your personal Lord and Saviour, but what I do know is that our time on this earth is brief and short. And I want you to know him as your Lord and Saviour so that everything that you're going through, you can mute by the blood of Jesus for what he did because he was loved because of his love for you and he has never changed. And yes, you have a past, but so do I. We all do. When our church buildings open, we're going to have people full with bad pasts, past that doesn't make us deserving of being in the presence of God. But because of the cross, we can come to him freely. So I don't know if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, but if you don't, I want you to bow your head wherever you are and I want you to pray this with me right now. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I ask for you to come into my life and be my Lord and Saviour. I ask you, Jesus, to stay with me and live within me and guide me for the rest of my life. I accept you as my Lord and Saviour. Forgive me of my past and forgive me of my sin. But today I want to start a new life with you as my Lord and Saviour. Amen. Church, if this was the first time you ever said that, or maybe you were sitting with somebody that said that for the first time, why don't you text the church, and I'll hopefully put the guys I've got the number below, for you to text the church, and just text the church and say, first time, which means I'll know and that we'll know that you've made that commitment for the first time and we're going to just invest in you and we're going to be praying for you because maybe this coronavirus has made you question, but you know what? God has never questioned your existence. He loves you and he's fighting for your life. He wants you to see him and know him. God bless you, ICC. It is so great to have you. Have a blessed August 2020.